It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This is a story about a family. This is a story about students. This is a story about alumni. This is a story about all the guys that played here. But this is about a championship. Make no mistake about it. This is about a very selfless team. You get it in your mind. Two words. We're coming. We're coming. This is the fourth episode of our series remembering and telling the story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers. The Tigers were the number one team in the nation. After defeating LSU, the BCS ranking stated that Auburn was the best in all of college football. At an undefeated 8-0, they headed to Oxford, Mississippi. Auburn mayor and former Auburn Mike man Ron Anders remembers that day. It was so fun to go to Oxford as the number one team in the nation. When I was a cheerleader, Auburn was number one my senior year for two games, and then we went to Knoxville and... uh, Tony Robinson scalded us and appeared on the cover of Sports Illustrated the next week, and Auburn ended up having a mediocre year that year. But Auburn was number one. We went to Oxford. Uh, I remember Houston Nutt was the coach over there, and they had a big deal that they came out in gray uniforms. So Auburn was actually wearing their dark navy jerseys over there because Ole Miss was wearing their gray, these big-time gray uniforms to get them fired up. The gray uniforms worked for the first quarter, as it was tied at 14 apiece. But Auburn was able to score at will, even in unconventional ways. Remember Cam Newton's Heisman run last game against LSU? He was just getting started. Rod Bramlett of the Auburn IMG Sports Network. Here's Cody Burns. They're going to run the Wildcat here with Cody. He takes the snap. He's going to throw. Cameron Newton is the intended receiver in the end zone. Did he catch it? Yes! Touchdown Auburn in the corner of the end zone! Burns to Newton, 26 yards on a beautiful pass from Cody. Wow, what a play right there. Cody Burns, the former quarterback, lines up at Wildcat, fakes the speed sweep, a one-on-one situation with the defensive back, and six foot six Cam Newton goes up top, looking back into the sun, and hauls down his first touchdown reception of the year. That was the first touchdown of the game with Cody Burns going in. Auburn had been doing that all year, but never had we thought that we were going to throw the ball to Cam. And Cam not only, I mean, he made an unbelievable catch. I mean, even if he was an All-American wideout, you would say that was a great catch. I mean, he was kind of off balance, falling backwards, corner of the end zone. Uh, and Cody made a good throw. I mean, he threw it where only his man could catch it. Jason Caldwell with inside the Auburn Tigers and Auburn undercover was closer to the scene than just about anyone. I'll never forget it because he was probably five feet from me in the corner of the end zone, me being on the field. Uh, I'll never forget it. You know, Cody Burns throws the pass, and Cam has to go up on the sidelines and kind of cradle the ball a little bit and get his feet down. And he looked like a natural doing it. And you could see then that, man, this guy's just really different. Um, but, yeah, he, uh, 
that play is one that, you know, again, I think it's forgotten some by folks, but that was kind of the game where you saw the passing game come out really for the first time. You know, you look at Cam, he's at 209 yards passing, a couple of touchdowns. Um, they kind of held him down a little bit, only 45 yards rushing, but there you saw the emergence of the other guys. When people started to pay so much attention to Cam, you look at Michael Dyer had 180 yards, Caleb had 99, and they threw the ball. And so that was where you start to see the plan open up a little bit with people starting to really focus on his running game. Uh, and we saw that come into play later in the year against you know, you know Alabama as well. They're like, well, look, we're not going to let you run the ball. And it was a passing game that won it. Jason's right. Other members of the offense started to step up. That game had a bunch of other big plays. I believe Michaela got loose for another long touchdown. Third and one. Adams will line up in a slot to the near side with Zachary Auburn out of that huddle. A little toss to the wide side of the field and a lot of room for McCaleb. This looks frighteningly like LSU. He's at the 40, at the 50, at the 40, at the 30, 20, 10. See you later, Ontario McCaleb. Touchdown, Auburn. Once again, terrific blocking by Cody Burns, by Darvin Adams downfield and spun him loose. No one's going to catch number 23. We've seen that before. McCaleb last week took one over 70 against LSU. And any time you're a receiver in this offense, you had better be able to block. Watch Darvin Adams out here. Gets the block in the open field on Fawn Ingram, the safety, and that is untouched. Uh, we returned to kickoff for a touchdown that game. Washington from the six to the 10, 15, 20, 25. Small hole of 30, 35, 40, 45, 50. There goes DeMond. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. Foot race 20, 15, 10, 5. Good! Touchdown, Auburn! Wow! DeMond Washington shot out of a cannon and actually chose to go his own route, did not follow the blocking to the sideline of Auburn, and he found just a little bit of a hole, and he outran the rest of the kick coverage team. 94 yards to go up 30-17. to 17. Terrell Zachary threw down a defensive back for Ole Miss as he walked into the end zone. And Travis Tidwell back in in the uh, in 46. Here's a screen pass out to Zachary. Makes the catch. Stiff arms a defender. That was Jeremy McGee. Sends his rear end to the ground. And Zachary into the end zone. Touchdown Tigers. Can you say nail in coffin on Halloween weekend? It was an exciting game that Auburn pulled away you know in, in the second half and won sizably. Auburn won 51 to 31. They improved to 9 and 0. This is remembering and telling the story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers, right here on Locked On Auburn. Maya, before we continue on with this episode of, of Locked On Auburn, we hope you're enjoying remembering and telling the story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers. You know what I love? I love that 2010 Auburn team, but I mm-hmm. also love the friendly and great service you get at Fetch Me Home Delivery. I don't think that we talk about fetch me enough to be honest uh, sure. we only talk about them probably once a show and i feel like that maybe we should just be the locked on fetch me podcast um that's fine i mean most of the time it is locked on auburn presented by fetch me so i think that's exciting they're kind of the cam newton right the cam newton of the home delivery services they're all auburn because <clears throat> people think the other local uh quote-unquote local delivery in mm-hmm. auburn um it's not even ran for people in town 
Yeah. Like they are literally the only delivery service that is run from a company, even in the state, let alone in the city. So um, really support local during this time. Mm-hmm. And Fetch Me allows you to do that. One, because they are local, truly local, Auburn people, Auburn alum. And also on the other side of it, the people that you're ordering to get to benefit from it as well. So uh, yeah, restaurants are still opening up. The economy is getting a little bit better, but if you want to still practice social distancing from the convenience of your home or uh, wherever you are, they probably deliver there in the Auburn Opelika community. So check out Fetch Me, uh, their free app, or fetchmedelivery.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. The Tigers defeated Chattanooga 62-24 for their 10th win of the season and would host a Georgia team that had underperformed and were chomping at the bit to ruin Auburn's perfect run. Hey, man, y'all boy get in here, man. Y'all boy get in here, man. Like I told y'all boy, y'all boy went here last night. I said they could do anything they want to throughout the week. But when that ball come off that ball field, whoever kicking us or them, they can't stop it. And there's only two words we got to say to them, boy, man. We coming. We're breaking down on that, man. Stay alive and proud, man. One, two, three, we coming. Georgia jumped on the Tigers quick. But Cam Newton and the Auburn offense were too much for the Bulldogs. Yeah, Aaron Murray um, and A.J. Green. You know, you think about A.J. Green at nine for 164 and two touchdowns. And you're right, they kind of got started early on. Uh, you know, Auburn scores first and then boom, boom, boom. You know, a 31-yard touchdown pass and a 40-yard touchdown pass to A.J. Green there in the second quarter. And you look up and, and Georgia scored 21 points in the first quarter. And you go, okay, what's going on here? And then after that, it's pretty much all Auburn. Um, you know, it ended up 49-31, but Auburn scored 14 in the second, 14 in the third, and 14 in the fourth. That that normally uh, works out pretty well for you. A couple of touchdowns, from, you know, from Cam to Lutzenkirchen as well. And another game where Auburn just dominated on the ground, and, and Cam had a big game. But Auburn had 315 yards rushing, and that became the the story of this team was the ability to dominate. That's the game. You know, Cam had 30 carries, and you know, probably a dozen of those were third downs where he converted to keep drives alive. That became the signature for me of the entire season. How, you know, I've seen to me Cadillac and Carry On were two of the best short yardage runners that I've ever seen. But the best short yardage offense Auburn has ever had was putting Cam back there and say, "Stop us." Um, and and that you know teams couldn't do it. That's that's what allowed you to have those eighteen play drives and rush for three hundred yards because you could keep people on the field and hear Gus Miles on talking about all the time converting first downs and then getting into tempo. Well, that team converted first down after first down and got into tempo and team, just like two thousand thirteen, they wore people down and, and then you know second half that this team was was pretty devastating. Auburn quickly back to work. Give to McKayla. Looks for the pylon. He's in! Touchdown, Auburn! 
Newton fakes the handoff, steps back to throw. Down the middle, there's Watson Kirkin. He's got it! Touchdown, Auburn! An 18-yard strike. Cam to Phillip. McCaleb to the right of Newton. Cam hands it off to McCaleb. He's in over the left side. Touchdown, Auburn! McCaleb again in the... Uh, in the receiver in motion. Oh, wide open. He's got him. Newton. The Lutzen Kirkin. He was wide open. Middle of the end zone. Touchdown, Auburn. What a play call right there by Gus Malzahn. Woo. Newton under center. McCaleb in the backfield. Toss sweep to McCaleb. Angles for the pylon. Touchdown number three for McCaleb. Touchdown, Auburn. Four yards out. And right now, Auburn offensively doing whatever they want to on the ground. Auburn was undefeated heading into the Iron Bowl, but the Tigers would face another obstacle. The NCAA and keeping Cam Newton eligible. This is remembering and telling the story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers. Right here on Locked On Auburn. Hey, I want to give a shout out to our friends at Built Bar. They have uh, partnered with us across the Locked On Podcast Network, and we are so so pumped about it. BuiltBar.com. Uh, it, it's it's a great website, and the product that they offer is top-notch. You and I like working out. Um, I think you and I have no issue with the working out side of things. It's the diet thing that you and I mm-hmm. struggle with, and Built mm-hmm. Bar makes that so much easier. I mean, all of their bars uh, that I've had so far are under 200 calories, extremely low sugar, and uh, it's something to, to get excited about because it tastes great, and it's healthy for you. It's a great combo of things. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's kind of the perfect uh, – this doesn't happen to you because you leave the office before this, but, you know, at that, like, 2.30, 3 o'clock you range – You need a snack. You need something I to really, bridge lunch yep. and dinner. Yeah. Oftentimes, I just get punched with, like, a – I <laughs> really do not want to be at work anymore. I don't want to do anything else. You know, I pop in one of this. It, it, it's like eating a candy bar you don't have to feel bad about, um, and, and it, it gets me through – the rest of my day until I finally get to go home and make dinner. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, also something that I think is cool that most nut bars don't have. I, I don't have this issue, but I have some friends that do. Uh, they're all nut-free, and they are made out of a nut-free facility. So I know with protein bars, that can be something that's that's really hard to come by. Mm-hmm. So it, you don't have to worry about that. So check out BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On. And uh, you can get some uh, some money off of their uh, off of your first box. Ten dollars off your first box at builtbar.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get zero percent APR for 84 months, or up to thirty-three hundred dollars off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Reports surface that Cam's father, Cecil Newton, an ex-Mississippi State player, Kenny Rogers, sought $120,000 to $180,000 for the quarterback services at Mississippi State. Controversy swirled around Auburn's prized Heisman frontrunner as reports started coming out toward the end of the season. Mike Sveditz, sports editor of VOA News during the 2010 season, remembers the day that the news broke. Man, I remember the day, it was a Thursday, that the news dropped. 
I can't remember the date, but I remember it was an actual Thursday. And then I remember being like in a blur of what what's true, what's not true, what's rumor, who who knows what, you know, for for weeks. And then, um, you know, you know, then as things start to come out, and you know, you got you, you've got everybody has has an idea of what's going on. Everybody has their own theories. And, you know, really trying to piece it all together, and then you know, still trying to cover a team that's undefeated, and still trying to cover a team that. Um, you know, where their star player is under this cloud, but also is just doing phenomenal things on the field. And now you got to say, okay, well, this guy has a trophy candidate. Not only a candidate, he's the runaway winner, but then you have a lot of people saying, I'm not voting for him because of, you know, because of the questions and because of the, you know, the rumors and all that out there, uh, the pay for play stuff. And you, so then you've got a lot of Heisman Trophy voters and former, you know, athletes and who have votes saying, like, we're not going to vote for this guy. And then it's the others, like, you know, let the play on the field, do, you know, speak for it. And uh, and so you have this, and then you have that week between the Iron Bowl and the SEC championship game where he's ineligible and then he's eligible in a 24-hour period and what actually happened and, you know, Auburn, you know, declaring him ineligible and then the next day getting the waiver to, for him to be eligible and all of that. And it was just, you know, I mean – you look back and you, and you like, how did you cover that? And I don't even know. We just, every day was a different deal. And then somebody would go on the radio and, and say something. And then somebody would go, you know, a source over here. And then, you know, coming out of Mississippi state, and then coming out of, you know, Auburn and coming out of Florida and coming out of, you know, Texas, wherever it was the next day, you know, what was coming out, what information, what can you believe? What's true? What can you prove? What do you know? Um, you know, and then it's it's just all over the place. And you got to remember, it wasn't just the Auburn media covering the story. It was it was the national media, and it was every every outlet. It was the story of the year, and it was every national outlet, every local outlet, anybody who covered college football or even had a a pulse in college football was on this story. So, you know, trying to find something that was unique and new and that would move advance the story or explain the story was you know. And plus, you know, and Auburn locked it down. They didn't talk to anybody. They weren't the cam talk. Um, you know, people were, you know, really hard to get get on the record. So it was a uh, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen until, you know, a couple months later with uh, Harvey Updike, and then to three seasons later to the 2013 season. And then, you know, you cover you cover college football long enough, you could say I've seen it all. It it seemed like just when you'd seen it all, something else would happen. The Tigers were compliant with the NCAA throughout the process. The NCAA would set up camp in Auburn Athletics Department for over a year. Nobody will really ever know, but I think they were really confident in what they did, and it worked for them. You know, they never then the NCAA spent two years on Auburn, and you know, it's like a mechanic. If you spend you know a long time looking under the hood, you're going to find something wrong. And the fact that the NCAA didn't find anything wrong, and the fact that they still have that national championship and then nobody's come back to take it away and nobody's come back to even challenge it just goes to show that the confidence that they had in what they were doing. This was from the CBS broadcast during the Auburn-Georgia game. It has been a long 10 days for the commissioner of the SEC, Mike Slive. In conversations with John Solomon of the Birmingham News and with our Tony Barnhart, uh, Commissioner Slive had this to say about the Cam Newton status. The only thing we made clear to Auburn is a decision about his eligibility is a decision that has to be made by the institution. And he added this. I hope that people will reserve judgment in fairness to the SEC, in fairness to the institutions, and most importantly, in fairness 
to the young man. I hope people will exercise thought and patience before making those decisions. I'm concerned about fairness, and this has to do with fairness. Auburn decided to play Cam Newton. This is from the AP. Auburn kept quarterback Cam Newton eligible by successfully arguing to the NCAA that a former Mississippi State player did not act as an agent during his recruitment by that school. Auburn released documents related to the NCAA's investigation into the recruiting allegations surrounding Newton in response to an open records request by the Associated Press. If you uh, joined us late, it was not announced until one half hour before the game that Cam Newton, whose availability was in question, particularly the last couple of days, would be the starting quarterback. Topic of so much conversation and speculation this week. I don't think they were ever worried that Cam Newton wouldn't play. I think it was, they had it pretty, Rich McGlynn and the, 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 the compliance staff for Auburn, you know, they handled this thing immaculately. I mean, they knew, Rich knew exactly what he was supposed to do, when he was supposed to do it, and, and they had this thing, um, and they knew the truth. And, you know, and the truth was, and Gene Chizik stood by this for, from day one all the way through to today, and, and there's no reason to, to even question his resolve in this and, and it was that we didn't do anything wrong um and we're going to stay we're going to stand by our, uh, that commitment and that and that and, and the truth which is in our we didn't do anything wrong and but and i think it became and again this is my opinion but i think it became a game of what can we get away with as far as with the ncaa what do they need what do we need to do to keep him eligible and not they would have never played cam newton those games if they knew that it could come back to where he would be deemed ineligible and they would lose those games retroactively i believe that that they were ahead of of the curve and they understood that like by us playing him we understand that we are in the clear and i don't think Gene or Rich McGlynn or Jay Jacobs, the athletic director at the time, would have would have would have put in jeopardy the potential national championship and undefeated season if they thought that it could come back to bite them by playing Cam Newton. This has been the fourth episode of our series, Remembering and Telling the Story of the 2010 Auburn Tigers. Thank you to IMG, ESPN, CBS Sports, Jason Caldwell, Mike Spedditz, Andy Burcham, Trevon Reed, and Ron Anders. And a special thank you to Michael Pappas for mixing this episode. Tune into our next episode of our series, Remembering the 2010 Auburn Tigers, right here on Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.